Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend. I am currently in New York uh, about to film Watch What Happens Live over the next couple of days. I'm so nervous, you guys. This is such a big moment for me. You are all so supportive and so excited for me. So thank you for doing that. I'm on with James Kennedy. So that will be fun and interesting. I'm a James Stan. I always have been. If you've followed my uh Vanderpump uh, feedback or whatever. I, I like James. I think he's really funny. And I know a lot of people will roll their eyes, but I do think that he has shown growth and change, which is really rare for Vanderpump cast members. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not huge, but he's made, he's made a lot of good, positive changes in his life. And I really like Allie, but I hope we'll get more into that on the show. Oh my God. I just had a sidecar donut. If you live in LA, I don't actually know if they're national, but if you live in LA, you actually have to eat these sidecar donuts. They're not, um, they're not gluten-free, but I don't really give a fuck. I I'm in a, I don't give a fuck era. I went to a party last night. I'm not hungover. I'm just like very tired and I needed to have this donut and my sweet makeup artist shoddy yesterday brought a box of them for me. And I was like, I'm totally eating these for breakfast. And they were so good. They are unbelievable donuts. I like them because they're really cakey. So, you know, I love like a cake donut, like, oh, the density is so good. So that was my breakfast. I also had another dialogue smoothie, but anyway, you need to get sidecar donuts. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any details about the party that I was at last night, but it was, it was one of the best parties I've ever been to in my life. I know that's cryptic and annoying, but it was, it was a great party. So today's episode, I 
went back and forth on whether I should even do this. I thought, ooh, this could be skewed the wrong way or, oh, this, I don't want to ever say anything negative about women ever. And then I was like, that's lazy, Tinks. That's lazy. And you have something to say about this and you need to articulate it because other people are feeling it too. And if we want to advance women, then we need to talk about this, okay? Essentially, my podcast today is going to be about women on women crime, times when women are really, really mean to one another and how that can affect us and some of the reasons why I think women are mean in these three areas. Um, and, and you know, I went back and forth because I was like, well, I my whole platform is about the advancement of women. Everything I do relates back to how can I boost the self-esteem of women so that they don't settle in dating, so that they don't settle in work, so that how can I talk to them about bodies so that they don't waste time thinking about this shit? How can we, you know, fucking attack the patriarchy? How can women get ahead? That is at the core of everything I do. But I've had this feeling, this like little voice in the back of my head sometimes where I'm like, there's a contradiction here or there's some something that's hard to talk about, which is that sometimes women are absolute bitches to each other, right? I, I, I don't know how else to put it. So it's like, okay, everything I do is for the advancement of women, but why are some women so mean to other women, especially in these three areas that I picked out? The three areas I want to talk about are work, body image, and dating. My hope is that by talking about this, I, and by the way, I don't actually have the answer uh, because I don't think that anybody in our community would be mean to another woman, but I don't know. You know, I was thinking back to to myself and I was like, God, was there areas in my life where I could have helped women more or I shouldn't have said that or whatever. And this is a safe space to talk about this stuff. But I really want to say again, I don't totally have the answer other than, other than boosting up all the women that I come into contact with so that they don't have scarcity mindset so that they don't feel insecure because I do think that all of this meanness, it comes from insecurity and it comes from scarcity mindset. So let's dig in, but I don't have like a cute little neat list on how to deal with these things, unfortunately. So the first one is work. And this is actually a question that I get a lot on AMA and emails and DMs, just like, oh my God, this girl is being such a bitch to me at work or this higher up who's a woman is just cutting me off at the knees every single time, not inviting me to meetings. And I actually had a very specific experience that I want to share with you guys when I was working at Gap. And if you worked at Gap in 2012 to 2016, maybe you even know who I'm talking about. There was a vice, I think she was a vice president. Uh, I don't know, but she was very high up and she hated me. She hated my guts. She didn't like a lot of women who were younger than her, it seemed. And this was a problem because she kind of controlled who got to take meetings. She controlled what areas we could touch. She controlled who got to present at our big like quarterly summit thing. Again, like, look, I've mentioned this many, many, many times before. I wasn't that good at my job, but I tried really hard. Like I didn't have a natural aptitude, especially for the number side of things, but I fucking tried. I showed up early. I had a good attitude. I was nice to everybody. I had a lot of other friends at Gap. So clearly it wasn't like me being nasty, if you know what I mean. She was so mean to me, you guys. Like, and she was mean to my other friend who was my age too. And we were just always like, no matter how hard we try, she's just not nice to us. And she has this attitude of complete contempt towards us. 
She would make comments about our outfits. She would not include us when there was meetings or presentations. And she would just be so critical and just so mean. And I, it really wore me down because during that time I was looking for especially women in my job to try to help me because I was so fucking bad at my job and I, and I wanted to be better. And some of them were like, that's the, that's the crazy annoying thing is that the power of an older woman in the workplace reaching her hand down and saying like, okay, you're struggling. Here's what I would do if I were you, or like, you've got to try to move to this team or like, Hey, why don't you come to this meeting with me so you can see how we do it? Like the power of that is actually unmatched. And I've had that too. So I don't want to say, I mean, obviously it's not all women, but it's, it wasn't like that entire experience. I had a lot of women who were like, you know, you have talent. It's just not at this job and stuff like that. And in other areas of my life, for example, for every negative experience, I'll try to give a positive one. When I went to go work at Poshmark, every woman there boosted me up. And every woman, especially the ones who are a little bit further in their career than me, a little bit older than me. They mentored me. They were like, let me be your mentor. They were like, this is what you should do. This is what you should try. When I left to go to grad school, they were like, yes, you go. I'm proud of you. Like, this is the right step for you. Like they were so encouraging. And to this day, you know, however many years later, I still think so fondly of them. So, so fondly of them, Joanna and Tracy and Kate, Amanda, all those women, they boosted me up and I will think about them for the rest of my life. And that's what's so annoying is like, why can't all women do that for each other? Like I get you're I'm not saying, and also I just want to stop and, and take a moment and say, I've never been a person who's like, you have to get along with everyone. Like you're sometimes you're just going to clash with people, right? Sometimes you just do not get along with them, whatever. But what I'm talking about is like that active meanness that happens in the workplace sometimes that is just so fucking difficult. And it's like, I feel like it's more prevalent with women on women. And I, I anecdotally, I hear that a lot from you guys. I remember an email I got like, oh God, it must've been like six months ago. And it was like, I am literally just being bullied by this woman at work. And I don't know what to do because I I'm her direct report. And she just like fucking hates me. So you know, I think it comes from scarcity mindset. I think it comes from the idea of like, okay, oh my God, there's a new like young person coming up. And, and I also see, this is so complicated guys, because I also understand. I also have empathy for the women who do have scarcity mindset because they're like, I'm going to get pushed out. What if I want to go and have a baby? What if I want to, you know, take some time to do this or, or, you know, God forbid I leave for a year and I come back and I'm replaced by this young person. Like I understand that, but that's even more reason why we have to be good to one another in the workplace and boost each other up, mentor the girls who are coming up under you, reach out to women who are older than you and ask them to mentor you. It's tough. It's so complex. It's not a, it's not just a, I'm I'm not trying to oversimplify this. I'm not trying to say, oh, like, you know, we should just all be nice to each other and braid each other's hair and kumbaya. That's not what I mean at all. I'm just identifying this major issue because I think that women on women hate it like this in the workplace. It keeps the men ahead. I'll be blunt. I, I know I'm I'm kind of generalizing here, but with guys, they're just like, okay, I'll see you at golf, Bill. And they like slap each other on the back. Whereas women, it's just, it's more complicated. And I do think that the the dynamics of women in the workplace, it all comes down to scarcity mindset. But again, it's not our fucking fault because we don't have as many seats at the table, right? We don't have as many seats for women at the table. And we also have to take time out to have families. We have kids, we have babies. It will always be different for us. 
right? It will always be fucking different because we have babies or some of us do who choose to have them. You know what I mean? So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery, thriller, whodunit. And it is so scary and it's so emotive. And I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Second area, body. When I get negative comments about my body, it is 98% of the time from women. And I get a lot of negative comments on my body. A lot. I've been on the internet for, well, I've been on the internet for, you know, since I'm a millennial, since I was in college, but I've been public on the internet for three years now. And I get so much commentary on my body. I look fat. I look puffy. I lost weight. Um, my arms look big. Oh my gosh. The list is long. The list is long. And, you know, before I trained myself, I would click on and I would see if it was a man or a woman. And most of the time it's a woman. And the DMs that I get and the AMAs that I get, I, I see they're from my followers. They're from women saying negative things about my body or making comments or what have you. And I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Tinks, what about that tweet you sent um, when, when you were 21, right? I know I know you're, you're thinking, probably thinking that. You, you called someone fat when you were 21. Yeah. I did. And that's why I'm qualified to talk about this because you know where that comes from? That comes from insecurity. People who make comments on other people's bodies are insecure about their own. And I was. And I have a whole chapter in my book about the insecure, sad little girl that I was who wanted so badly to have a perfect body and thought that by commenting on celebrities' bodies, that would somehow make me feel better. And it didn't. It was just nasty and mean. And I own that. I I own that 100%. And thank God that I've grown out of that. And that's why I'm so obsessed with trying to to infuse this positive body image to you guys because I don't want you to go through what I went through. When you make comments on someone else's body, it is because you are stressed about your own, in my opinion. Okay? And millennials, we have it so bad. We've talked about this before, right? We grew up in a time where commenting on people's bodies 
was a sport. It was so common. It was all we did. Because I, when when I when I saw that tweet when it resurfaced whatever I went back and I I did fucking soul searching and I looked I looked at all of the magazine covers from that year and and from before that from when I grew up and all it was I mean do you can you even imagine can you fathom that there used to be full page spreads in glossy magazines where we would circle celebrity cellulite like it, it's unfathomable today. But we grew up in it. So we thought, okay, that's what we did. And how, so you're probably thinking, how did you unlearn that? How, you know, whatever. Well, first of all, let me say, I definitely didn't learn how to not make comments on other people's bodies by being tarred and feathered in the public eye. But again, chapter in my book. Uh, I learned to love myself. I learned that making comments on celebrities' bodies doesn't make me feel better about my own. It actually makes me feel worse. Actually makes me feel so much worse. Uh, and it was through representation and exposure and all of the amazing body positivity that we've had over the past 10 plus years. Okay. And that's why it's so hard now. I mean, I'm on the other side of it now. And it's like every day, a comment about my body. Oh, did you lose weight? Are you on Ozempic? Um, oh, your arms look really fat. Someone wrote to me and said, I saw you at Coachella and you looked fatter from behind than you did in your picture on your Instagram. I swear to God, a Finsta said that to me. And to that person, I really hope that next year when you go to Coachella, you spend more time looking at the stage than you do at some influencers ass from behind. It is complicated and we all do it. And, and you know what? Like we all still do it behind closed doors too. Like with our friends, we'll be like, oh my God, she looks amazing or this or that, like blah, blah, blah. And we need to be kinder to each other. Okay, because we have enough fucking shit to deal with, with men objectifying our bodies and that whole ball of wax. We don't need girls to be commenting on each other's bodies. Really, we don't. We and, and it's like it's in both ways too. it's gaining weight or losing weight. It's like we have to just move away from that. We have to just be like in a neutral space. And it really starts with you. So if you find yourself even in your head, like making comments on people's on girls' bodies, be like, what's going on with me? What's going on with me? I I swear on my life, you guys, the place I'm at in now, I don't even make comments in, in my head. I don't think about people's bodies because I'm truly at a peaceful place with my own. At least I fucking try to be until 3000 people a week comment on my body and my ass looking big from behind and my arms looking fat and this and that. It's tough, right? It's really tough, but we need to work harder on this and we need to be better because if I can learn to do it and if I can, you know, learn to love my body and again, it's not even love. It's like being neutral about it and not care what, how other people look, whatever, then you can too. And if you are 24 or actually any age, if you're in an age where wherever, if you are where you are and you're like, I literally hate myself and I wake up every day and I think about food in a negative way the whole time and I think about bodies and I compare myself to people, I've been there. I've lived that. And I promise you, I know you feel like you have it worse than anyone, but I promise you, you don't. It's something we all go through and you can get out of it. And honestly, a good place to start having compassion for other women that's kind of like a good way in, to tap into it is to be like, wow, I feel like massive compassion for all women because you know what? Everyone is going on their own journey with body stuff and I just have compassion for them. And again, I go into this a lot more in detail in my book because I think it's so important. Like hurt people hurt people, 
right? We say that all the time. It's so true, especially with women and body stuff. It's clear as day. And I'm happy to to share, you know, my arc in the hopes that it helps speed up someone else's. Okay. The third area, dating. And I, gosh, I think I need to be a little bit better in this realm. I think this is one area that maybe I need some work on. So you are on Instagram. Maybe you're on your Finsta. You're scrolling, you're checking up on your ex. You're doing your weekly check on them. Oh, they have a new girlfriend. What? What? You go to their page and you see her immediately screenshot sent to the group chat. How does the group chat pop off? Let's be honest. Okay. Let's not be like, you know, kumbaya, hold hands, like positive tanks podcast. Let's be real. The group chat pops off. Oh my God. She's actually disgusting. Oh my God. You're so much prettier. Oh my God. She looks like a whore. Oh my God. I think actually my friend Brandon knows her and fucked her and like, she's trash. Let's be real. How we make each other feel better when it comes to this sort of stuff is by putting down the other girl. And we shouldn't, right? Because we can judge someone on their character, man or a woman, of course. You can judge someone on how they behave. And I'm not saying we can't criticize people's behavior. I'm thinking about Raquel right now, obviously. But you can't like put someone down because of their looks. It's just, it's not as powerful. By the way, if you want to look at it that way, if you're thinking about a situation or, you know, an argument or whatever situation with a guy, if you attack the other girl's looks, your argument is in my mind immediately void because it's like, well, that doesn't have, she can't control that, right? She can't control that at all. So this, you know, where this gets really sticky is cheating right? Because you're so enraged. And like, even with the Raquel thing, I can use this as an example again, like people are shitting on her so bad and like saying such negative things. And like, you can attack her, her behavior. She's a traitor. She's awful friend, deceitful, whatever, but you can't attack her looks. Okay. You can't attack her looks because it's like, she can't control that. That's nothing, you know, what is, what is the point of that? And I know, like, I know the urge to try and protect your friend's feelings when, you know, they, their ex gets with someone or, you know, their situationship gets with another girl. I know the urge to try and make them feel better, but like put yourself in that position because we've all been in it. And when, and when your friends say, oh my God, the other girl's so ugly, like you're way, you're so much hotter. Does that actually make you feel better? For me, it's always like, it's kind of like a short hit. It's like, okay, it feels good for like three seconds. And then you're still left with the feeling like, oh God, he chose her instead of me or whatever it is. And it's like, feel your feelings, feel your feelings. It's okay. You know how much fucking cooler and badass and strong it is to be like, you know, guys, like I'm really hurt. I thought that we were going to date and he actually went for this girl instead or whatever. By the way, we have a podcast about that. If you're in that situation, exactly. Uh, it's a lot cooler to just be like, I'm really bummed. I think I'm going to be like in a funk for the rest of the day. That's like such a bummer. But I guess he wasn't my guy. I guess that makes it even clearer. He wasn't for me. You know, there's something better coming for me. That's so much more fucking badass and cool and powerful. Like, don't you want to be that girl? I've become that girl. And I'm not saying it's easy because from the day we are born as women, we have scarcity mindset. They fucking inject us with scarcity mindset in the hospital. Every baby girl, they're like, oh, we're going to give her her scarcity mindset for life pill as a baby so that she grows up thinking that she's in a competition with every other fucking woman on the planet. And that sucks. 
but we have to fight against it every day. And this is one area that you can do that, right? I promise you this work is so meaningful. Like it can be done. You can unlearn bad shit that is infused in you. You can, you can lessen your scarcity mindset. You can dim your insecurity and amp up your confidence and self-esteem because I'm living proof. And let me tell you, living in a place of self-esteem and being secure and helping other women, like it feels so cool and it feels so much better. And I'm so much more a peaceful of a person now. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like I said, because sometimes, sometimes you guys will call, like I'll, I'll give an example, like I'm not perfect at all. I think I'm, I'm really, I'm good with the work stuff. I'm, I'm in a great place with the body stuff, but like with the dating stuff, sometimes one of you will call and you'll be like, Oh my God, my boyfriend cheated on me. And I'll be like that fucking whore, like, or whatever. I'll say something like that. And I'm like, Whoa, that's not setting a good example for the squad because that girl's a person too. And like, I'm not going to say that she's ugly or do, do anything like that. We can criticize her behavior, but not her looks. Right. It's a lot about comparison too, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. If you're like, well, I'm prettier than his ex and da, 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 da. It's like, it's comparison. It's just like, it's not helpful. I really enjoyed talking about this with you guys. I was really nervous to do this episode. I have been nervous to talk about, um, you know, the tweets from, you know, the negative things that I said about women in the past. But again, I think it's like a very powerful tool to show like how you can change and how, working on yourself is actually the key to life and it's the key to evolving and growing. And I hope that you'll all use this as inspiration for your own life. I don't think we have it figured out yet. Re the scarcity mindset, but I know that we can all work on ourselves and that type of thing makes a difference in real life because you want to know why it's like, if you're working on yourself and you're doing the work and growing, and then your friend, you say you're in a group of girls and this situation happens to you with the phone or you're just like, okay, well, he wasn't meant for me. If you say that, then some other girl in your friend group is going to go like, whoa, that's so evolved. I would have totally shit on how that girl's hair looks or whatever. But you know, the, you know, my friend just said, wow, he's not for me. Okay. That's bum bumming me out. I feel kind of sad, but you know, okay, that's what it is. If I heard a girl say that, that would make me think that girl is so cool. Does that make sense? Or if I heard a girl be like, well, we shouldn't comment on her body. Like that's not a good thing to comment on. We can talk about her actions, but why are you commenting on her body? I'd be like, that girl is so fucking dope. I want to be friends with her, right? We're not perfect. I make slip ups all the time. Everybody does. But if we are not afraid to make mistakes and we can talk about it in this open way, that's how we make progress for all women. I love you guys so much. I will see you on Wednesday. Um, don't forget if you live in Miami, uh, email it's me tinks at seriousxm.com. So we, you, can, you can come to the live podcast taping. I'll put all the details in the show notes, but I'm so excited for Miami and wish me luck on watch what happens live. Oh my God. And my Toronto cuties, I will see you later this week. Don't forget to pre-order my book. It would mean a lot to me. I poured my heart and soul into it. It's it's the most important thing I've done. So I put the link in the bio as well. I love you guys. I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. 
Amica. Empathy is our best policy.